Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, today we're going to be talking to Debbie Morgan, and Debbie Morgan is the chair of the Southern California Transplant Games, and for those of you who have not heard about the Transplant Games, these have been going on for several years, and it's a way for people who have a transplant to get together and compete in different activities, and I was part of the Transplant Games for many years, and it's a great activity, so we're going to talk to Debbie a little bit about what to expect. So welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you, Lori. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit, how did you get involved with um, the transplant games? Well, I was a liver recipient in 2008, and I'd heard about, uh, there was a few people that I knew from my support groups that were talking about the games. And so I you know, was very curious, but I didn't have a transplant yet. So when I did have it, the next games was 2010, so I right away signed up, and it was an amazing experience for me, and my sister went with me as a supporter, and she uh, got hooked on it, so um, that's how I, I first got started, is just hearing a little bit about it, and then in 2012, when the new games began, I went and... I was not the team manager at that time, but the person who was, was busy competing. Okay. Well, back in, um, just to back up a little bit, in 2010, what was your first experience of going? Like, what did you, you know, somebody who wanted to go for the first time, what was your impression? What did you learn? Or what did you see? Or what did you feel? Or who did you meet? Oh, well, um, first of all, the local group, the local team members, uh, uh, a lot of people that I hadn't met um, throughout Southern California. When we got there, this the 2010 games was a little bit, I say it wasn't a normal games. We were in different hotels around, so we weren't actually all together in a in a team situation. But we met um, throughout the week long event meeting people from all over the country. Um, I remember one woman that I met, I can't remember her name now, but uh, when we were bowling and, and um, striking up a conversation with her and hearing about how many years she'd been going to the games and what she did with her T-shirt when she got home, I liked her idea of framing the T-shirt and putting all her trading pins on it, going to the different events that they had at the convention center that were not competition. They mm-hmm. had a coffee house where it was like an open mic where people got to get up and tell their story. And I think that was especially um, especially nice for the donor families, for them to be able to talk about their loved one that they had lost and keep their memory going and, and let other people learn about their donor. Well, you know, I went for four years and it was one of the most incredible experiences because it was just an immediate kinship. You just, you know, you're just there and you're among people who have been at the same place, the same feeling. And so you really have a group of friends immediately. And and that's just an amazing feeling, you know, just to 
to know everybody understands what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. It is. You can start a conversation with virtually anybody there. Exactly. And this is when I went when the National Kidney Foundation was hosting the games. But now in 2012, can um, the NKF is no longer doing the games. And can you tell us about the organization who is hosting the games now? A gentleman named T.J. Masiak was a recipient who'd been participating for many years. And he didn't want the games to end. So he approached some local officials in Grand Rapids, Michigan, one of them being a gentleman named Bill Ryan, who is a donor father. And they got together with the West Michigan Sports Commission and were able to produce the games in 11 months, which was an amazing feat in itself. And it turned out to be... uh, A lot of people said it was the best games they'd ever been to. So the games now are being run by transplant recipients and living donors. And it's um, what's the name of the organization? Because if people want to go to the website. It's www.transplantgamesofamerica.org. So, uh, Debbie, tell us a little bit about what people expect when they go to the website and they want to sign up for a team. Okay, one of the menu items is teams. So you'll click on that, and it will give you a list of all the teams throughout the United States and the team manager uh, name and email address there. Some of them have websites, but mostly it's just email addresses. So you contact the uh, team manager for your local team, and they'll explain to you how to um, join their team. For Team SoCal... We have our own website, which is uh, TeamSoCalTransplantGames.org, and you can go to that website, and we have an online membership application, which you can fill out uh, right online, or you can print it out and mail it in, and we uh, have a membership fee, which is $45 for athletes, and uh, $35 if you're traveling as a supporter, and $20 for people that don't want to go to the games and just want to support the team. And to be a non-traveling supporter, you'll end up getting a Team SoCal t-shirt. Okay. And so what, what are the dates? Where's the location? You know, what kind of logistics are involved in going to the games? Well, the games um, travel each, each um, every two years. The games are held and they travel. This year they're in Houston, Texas. And the dates are July 11th through the 15th. So it's going to be pretty hot. It's going to be a little toasty. I know I've had a, a couple of locations. It was one year in Atlanta. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm a desert rat. So when and it comes to any kind of humidity, I, I don't do well. So I had to make sure I drank a lot of water. <laughs> they promised us lots of shade and lots of water. And, you know, so when you go to the games, you expect like you have an opening ceremonies. It's really just like the, you know, the Olympics, what kind of things can you participate in? Well, the athletes are competing for medals, just like the Olympics, gold, silver, bronze medals. And I can tell you all the sports that we compete in. There is the first to start off the games, they have a 5K run walk, which is actually open to the public okay. uh, in order to promote organ and tissue donation. Uh then the sports that they have are badminton, basketball, bowling, cycling, darts. Oh, I'm going to save that one for later. Golf, racquetball, swimming, 
table tennis, regular tennis, track and field, volleyball, uh, and that's it for the for the um, physical c- competitive sports. But this year they wanted to include more people, so they came up with some what they're calling non-physical sports. And that's where darts comes in because there's a lot of us that aren't that athletic. Well, and that was one of my suggestions back in the 90s because, you know, unfortunately, long, a lot of long-term transplant patients, some of the medications can take your physical ability away. I mean, I've had both my knees replaced. I mean, I've had four transplants. Um, and, you know, that was mine because it's, it's uh, and it's so wonderful they're doing that because, you know, a lot of people can't be out in the heat and competing and they just want to play. <laughs> So you have darts. What else do you have? They have uh, ballroom dancing. Okay. They're only requiring one of the one of the uh, dancers to be a registered competitor. Okay. Texas Hold'em poker tournament. I do a celebrity poker tournament every year. I, um, I was born in Vegas, so I guess I have an advantage. I would love to join that Texas Hold'em tournament next year. Trivial Pursuit Challenge. Okay. And they're having a game called Cornhole. Do you know what cornhole is? I do not. That is a beanbag toss. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then a virtual triathlon. And is that like we? <laughs> they will take um, three. I'm not sure which three sports it is. Uh, I'm sure swimming is one. Okay. Something to do with track and field, I would imagine. Oh, and cycling. That's what it is. I want to know when they're going to bring Bejeweled into it. <laughs> It's a video game. <laughs> Kathleen Hoster will be there with her bejeweled uniform, I'm sure. Okay. So can you tell us a, a little bit about, um, so basically you pay this one fee, and then are meals included? Does everybody kind of do their own thing? No. Well, um, for food, I'm sorry. Do you know, are they on their own for food or their meals? Because a $45 athlete charge for the games is Pretty reasonable. Well, $45, that's to join Team SoCal. Okay, I got you. So how much is it? You're going to get your uniform. Okay. Okay. Then you have to uh, join, you have to register for the games, which uh, they they start out in January with an early bird fee and that they are, um, they have passed a couple of deadlines. Now the registration fee is $180. Okay. Um, That does not get you your food or your hotel or your travel. That's uh, your registration fee for the competition. Okay, because, yeah, there's a lot of um, that goes into planning all this, and I'm sure that they have some fees associated with just the space and, you know, all the organization. I put on a lot of events, and people don't realize all the costs that are involved in putting on an event, especially for 3,000 people. It, it's a lot of planning and a lot of uh, expertise to be able to pull it off. And, and you'll get a little gift bag when you register. Last time they gave us a, like a, a small duffel bag that you could carry, you know, your gear in or something. And they have um, workshops. They've got they've got banners. They they provide each team gets a, a banner with uh, their state on it for the opening ceremony, the procession coming in and. There's a, there's a lot of things that they need to pay for. Now, if people are on dialysis and wanted to go, would they be a n- non-traveling supporter? Or how would that work? Because I've had, you know, we had this question come up. I'm on dialysis. Can I compete? Yes, you can if your doctor 
uh, will approve you to be a competitor. Okay. Because uh, now someone that's on dialysis and has never had a transplant is not eligible to compete. But someone that has had a transplant and now is in need of another transplant and is back on dialysis, if their doctor feels that they are capable of competing, that everyone has to have a waiver filled out by their physician. They have to be nine months um, post-transplant and, and provide the waiver from their physician. So with these non-physical sports, I, uh, I can see, you know, quite a few people that have ended up in that situation being able to participate. Well, like if somebody brings their spouse or something like that, they obviously can't compete in the games. But what about like Texas Hold'em? Is this just for um, for transplant recipients? It's not just for recipients, but it is for the, the competitors. The living donors are also eligible to compete in the games. Okay, but not family members. Like if you were to bring a family member to go, um, it would be a little bit, you know, because I'm just thinking, well, God, if I, if I went, my husband wants to play Texas Hold'em. <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of hard to put it. We'll have to get a little side game going, I guess, huh? <laughs> so, but they would be the only thing they would be able to participate in would be the 5K. Okay. The conferences have not been named yet, but they're going to have 16 of them, some 30 minutes, some 60, some 90, uh, for all different kinds of subjects that are relevant to the transplant community. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, you know, I mean, I know the games were such a powerful experience for me. And, um, you know, I had so much fun meeting different people. And I'm, I'm really glad that people who understand the needs of transplant patients and their families and all the issues are taking it over. Because, um, you know, I, I, I became frustrated at times because I felt like, you know, we do still have health issues. You can't, you know, pick us up and go from 7 to 11 and make people sick because they don't know when to stop. And it's really important that, um, you know, we stay healthy through the process. So I'm, I'm really excited that um, the games are continuing. I think everybody should participate that has an opportunity. And you are. You just feel this amazing kinship. And, uh, you know, bring your sunscreen because um, it's going to be in July in uh, um, Houston. Yeah. So um, just to wrap up, um, so what do you plan on doing, Debbie? Well, um, I'm not very athletic, first of all. So I would have played Texas Hold'em had I been a competitor. But since I, I'm one of those that is having post-transplant problems, I'm having some back issues. So um, I can't really compete with anything. So that's why I became the team manager. So I'll be keeping track of all the medals that our team is winning. Okay. And helping coordinate the various events with, the, say, the donor families, making sure everybody knows where to go, when to be there, and that kind of thing. So. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, um, you know, people like you make things happen, you know, because we're an, a nonprofit organization, and we rely on volunteers who can just, you know, step up and be the leader and um, help coordinate these things. So, you know, thank you for that. And so, Debbie, you know, in closing, anything you'd like to say to wrap up this interview? Well, I'd like to invite all the Southern California transplant recipients and living donors to come and join Rally and Play with Team SoCal in Houston, Texas this July. Well, thank you, Debbie. And for everybody who's listening and you want to learn about your state, go to transplantgamesofamerica.org. 
and you'll be able to find out where your team is and register to play. And hey, go have fun. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.